This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. (whistles) Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. From which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However... When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Knockout takes. Almunia saves. Knockout follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Carl. I'm Peter. Well, here we are. We're in the, <laughs> what, second week of October? Is it something like that? And my first question to you both, I think, is, is there any noticeable change from last season in terms of attitude and performances from the players and the club's communication and everything else that we were moaning about last season? Are you seeing an improvement as of today? Oh, you know, it's a great question. I mean, on, honestly and truthfully, I think it's it's taken a sidestep. Club in general, the whole the whole feel of being a supporter of Watford at the moment isn't a good one. And I know, you know, listening to the Twitter spaces and, and just talking to people in general, it's just a bad feeling around the club again. You know, and it's it's gone from from progression in terms of what you just said there about you know the club communicating again and so forth and it's I don't know it's just gone it's just gone the other way I mean I, I you know personally I feel let down by the club I know there's loads of people that that are in the same boat because of what we witnessed or were part of you know at the meeting gate and it just just the whole thing now is just just sour it leaves a real sour I mean I I know it's bad because I really can't be asked to go Blackpool for me was you know well, pretty much it's a long way it, to go right Blackpool mm. from Watford is a long way to go right and no doubt you spent a lot of money getting there and you stayed over and you Hotels, spent yeah, yeah you spent money yeah. while you were there you bought a ticket you came home you know you're not going to get a lot of change I don't know how much you spent I'm not going to ask you but you're not going to get a lot of change out of a couple of hundred quid for that probably even more um mm. 
And the reason for going to Blackpool was to watch the football. You wouldn't have gone to Blackpool for any other reason on that weekend. I can assure you I wouldn't have gone to Blackpool for any other reason. <laughs> so, and I'm seeing a lot of this now on, on social media. I mean, obviously, you have to be very careful with social media because a lot of people will put things on there that they probably don't really feel or they'll exaggerate how they feel or whatever. But mm. you're seeing things like, you know, I can't be bothered with this anymore. And I think the first words I used on the Twitter space after the Blackpool game were, it's boring. I'm bored. I'm bored of it now. So, Peter, what do you think? What do you think about? I mean, are we any further forward than we were at the end of last season? Bearing in mind, we're in a lower division, so you can say the results have been better, but we're playing arguably not as good opposition, if you like. What do you think? The symptoms are still the same. We've still got a malaise around the team in terms of its performance, not just in terms of its quality, but in terms of its work rate. You know, we said on the spaces on Sunday, and I heard, uh, I think it was Tom on the Buzz podcast say it even better. He said, hard work will always beat talent when talent doesn't work hard. We've got technically better players than Blackpool. Every single one of those players, and I'm, I'm talking this to Carl, who saw the 11 players who you know we both put out there, none of their players would get into our squad, let alone to our starting 11. And that's no disrespect to Blackpool. In fact, it's a huge compliment because they are fishing in a far tighter, smaller economic pool for players than, than we are. But our players, one, they don't give a shit, seemingly, and secondly, or the vast majority, shall we say, they aren't prepared to work. They're not prepared to, you know, kind of put effort in to try to turn a bad ball into a good ball. If it's going up, you know, if it's going up and you kind of have to fight, bollock and bite to get hold of it, they don't do it. You saw Blackpool raise their game, especially in the second half. They just went, this thought don't want it. And I hate, I hate, I hate the phrase, they wanted it more than we do. But unfortunately, there is nothing, no phrase, that actually describes this Watford team more than they want it more than we do against any opposition. They look completely in this malaise. And and to me, when you talk about the communication, I think, you know, let's face it, this podcast has has, has slagged off the communications team at, at the club more than most, but they've taken a lot of forward steps since Rob Edwards was fired, and bearing in mind, if you remember, Scott Duxbury said he wanted Rob not just to be the manager, but to be the forefront, the spearhead of the communications and driving the culture. Two really interesting words there, communication and culture. Since Rob Edwards has gone, there has been no communication bar a few lines from Gino, the barest he could get away with, and there has been nothing from Scott Duxbury. Not a dicky bird, which is very, very telling. The communications that have come out have been the occasional, here's Slavin Bilic, here's some training ground goals. Yeah, great. That that That's always a sign that everything's going great. We've done that before, great. haven't we, though? We've done that before. It, no, that, exactly. But, that's the repeat, because, yeah. It's the equivalent of putting the, putting the engine into neutral. Mm. It's We do that. It's safe. It doesn't say anything. We don't have to comment. We won't get picked up on anything. I think so many of the fans who came through on on Saturday on the spaces, and it was a real, really emotional one. And in some ways, I, I mean, I hope for some of those guys, I hope it was a cathartic one because the whole idea of the spaces is hear what everybody is thinking. And for the first time in months, everybody was pretty much thinking the same thing. If you keep doing the same thing, you'll get the same thing. Guess what we've got? We've got exactly where we were last year, exactly as you said, because unless you treat the root cause of the problem, the symptoms, they're just going to continue. So what I'm going to ask both of you then is you you just said there, players don't give a shit, right? And 
that was the same last season. You will remember a certain world-famous rock star giving a speech on the Vicarage Road pitch in July saying they've got to start playing with a lot more fucking passion, right? So that's the same. Mainly the same players, some new ones, but mainly the same players. Why are they not giving a shit? Because the environment is still the same. The culture Mm. is still the same. It doesn't matter if they come in afresh. If they're coming in and there is, I think it was Sam, uh, Sam Uko who came on and said, I mean, and he was utterly gutted. And he just said, I don't think there's any jeopardy for the players. There's no consequence for the players. The players have been, let's face it, they've been dog shit for three years. Yeah, okay, we we can talk about how much of the the promotion season they played they played well in, but they they've been absolutely off the boil. Where has been the consequence for them? Isaac's success had like two decent games and got given another three year contract. I don't want to echo the points that have been made you know, previously elsewhere on this, but it's an absolute reasonable point. Where is the consequences for them? There isn't any. There just isn't any. And therefore, even if you are Keenan Davis or you are Hamza Chowdhury or you are even, even well, not Courtney Halls because he's come in and been injured. That's, a, that's another thing to kind of talk about. You come in and you come into that environment and you're looking around and going, right, so we're going to go promotion. And everybody goes, yeah, what are you going to do? You can't do it on your own. Mm. They've missed the opportunity to support a manager who was trying to change that culture. Fundamentally, he was trying to change the culture. The culture has been a longstanding problem and they haven't given him the time or the tools to do it. Mm. And since since then, they've gone exceedingly quiet. So is it the case yeah. then, Carl, that it's the managers, you know, you, you just keep sacking the managers and the players know if they don't play well, there's no consequence for them because the manager will get the bullet. Someone else will come in and they can just carry on. Do you think that's what's going on? Yeah, 100%. I think there's there's a, no accountability for any players. You know, and if you look at the, the team that have been picked over the last, you know, even couple of years, and we just touched on it there, they're the same players. The majority of them, are, you know, barring... They you know, are. Yeah, they're the same players. There's no difference. So at, at what point, whoever's picking the team, and obviously there's rumours about who picks the team and who's involved with, with so forth. At what point do, and Peter just touched it there, what point do they have accountability? Cabaselli, anybody that's seen the highlights of that that walk that he did. I mean, I, I would have chased down quicker. You know, it's just not acceptable. It, it, you know, at any level, any level, if that was Sunday League, you'd be fucking screwing. You know, why are you not? Why are you not doing the basics of what you're meant to be doing? Hmm. And there's no accountability for them. So until either, and I'd love him to do it, until Billich goes, right, okay, I think the 23s played at Reading today. I don't know what the score was, but I'd have no issue on the way that I feel at the moment of him banging a load of them in, Hmm. just so they gave a shit, just so that there was a bit of something about them that they want to play. They want to be at the club Hmm. because that's where we are now. We've, We've overpaid. We've created a monster. The thing is, though, that this this is not new. We've been sacking managers Mm. left, right and centre since they arrived. And there were five or more seasons of relative success. So what is it that's changed? I mean, a lot of people put the FA Cup final as some kind of watershed moment. That was it. That was the last great thing. And now since then, it's all been terrible. Well, yes and no, we have been relegated and promoted since then but but the, the, the manager sacking thing's not new uh, to me I think you're missing your Dini type character that mm. can be the conduit between the management and the players in my opinion now I don't say yeah. we need Dini back I, that's you know that's ridiculous but oh, I agree I feel that there, there's no leaders out there on the pitch you know you've seen that in the last couple of games there's nothing at all but 
There's also the the argument about you know if you run a business, doesn't matter what it is, uh, any you know any business at all, and you keep bringing in people to do a job and they're not good enough and they and they they're not hitting the mark of what. What does that say about you as the business owners? What does that say about your decision making? And I think that's that's where I sort of lie now. About I don't trust decisions that are being made. I, I don't. I don't trust the fact that Billage will work out because I think. You know, with the greatest respect, there's also probably that culture from his point of view of doesn't really matter because if I do well, I'll get sacked, and if I don't, I'll get sacked. Mm. So, you know, it, it, it's it's double barreled now. For me, there's a few things. One that that in and around that time they had access to a number of players. We also have to realise that whilst we are now, I think, in twelfth, and when they came and took us over, we were in eleventh. We are mm. in a strong. We are still in a stronger position than we were then in terms of you know. Chris Iwalumu, for example, mm. you know, up front. I, I will take Keenan Davis even on loan over him. I don't know, <laughs> don't mean to be derogatory. The, the man had a great game at Leeds once, which I saw, which was excellent. But th- there is still there is still fundamentally a difference. But when they came in, we were su- we suddenly got this injection of players, and so expectations have risen. You know, we have been up to the Premier League. We have stayed there for, in relative terms, con- some considerable time. But when they first came in, they started talking and they used the word project and they use an awful lot and lots of Watford fans went I don't like this don't talk about my club as if it's a project it's not it's a club but what they were really meaning was if you go into any business these days and you say right we're going to we're going to put a project around this it means you're going to put people who know what to do it's going to be timed it's going to have names and dates against things that need to get done if you want to do something in a business you make it a project nobody has spoken about a project since 2019 not Mm. once not once we are drifting we have drifted into this kind of malaise and of course people will also be talking about the fact that by by all accounts and um, um, from what we could tell from 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 Troy there were certain commitments made to people to players around the 2019 cup final which were you will be you know you'll get your move you'll be able to move on or you'll get your contract you'll, you'll be looked after and those were reneged upon Justin, Magic Cult, you you guys, in your job, your boss tells you you're going to get a pay rise, you know, in six months' time if you work really hard. You work your chuff out, you get to six months' time, and he goes, yeah, no, um, maybe next year. What are you going to do? Mm. What are you going to do? That's a broken promise. It breaks what's typically known as the employee value proposition. Sorry, my old HR days coming in. (laughs) But the point is, it's when you as an employee don't believe what the management is saying. That happened in 2019. The fans have just caught up. Yeah, we don't believe what the club, the employers are saying and committing to. And in the background of all of this, we have we've always had strange things going on in the Pozzo world, in 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 the club under the Pozzos. Raphael Riva strangely forging a letter to demonstrate that Gino Pozzo had got money in order to affect the takeover from his father Gian Paolo Pozzo. Why forge a letter from Santander with a false bank account number? Mm. It wasn't. It was a savings account number. It wasn't even relevant to business banking. When he's actually got the bloody money, what what the hell was that about? Yeah. I appreciate that goes back to the dawn of time now, but it, it's symptomatic of strange things that go on. Well, it, that you go. It what? sets the tone, doesn't and it? The, yeah. And the last, the latest one is Kamara, and then recently we have a further kind of loan agreement with Macquarie Bank, who everything seems to be consolidated under for an extra like four and a half million pounds, um, only in the last couple of weeks when we'd also taken £16 million, again, according to the information given to Andrew French, on the basis that 
the cash was coming up front and we could keep Kamara, basically. So, you know, Gino or Giampaolo took 16 million quid out of one pocket and put it into another, and we kept Kamara. Of course, it pissed everybody off in the Champions uh, in, in the championship because nobody else can just suddenly whistle that money up from anywhere and go, oh, it's because of that. So, but the, the question is, is why did we need that money? Why did we need to have that money? And why did we, after another four and a half million, where is this money hemorrhaging out of? And at that point, I may even start to raise strange things like, oh, I don't know, Mogi Bayer. All of these things mean that... Friend, every, of, the, friend of the podcast, Mogi Bayer. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're very tight, absolutely. It's all strange. And as I say, the players, I think, have, have, are looking at the ownership and the management and thinking, hmm, not sure. You worry, it, It's all coming to roost. I was worried when we went through the finance figures. When I trawled through that and when Scott spoke to Andrew French, and Andrew French has done a great job, and there's no problem with that at all, the wording that that Scott used when he spoke of, of of the money was he said we have you know we basically bought the the total amount owed is fifty million pounds okay that's fifty million pounds and we're gonna we're gonna over the next few years we're gonna whittle that down I don't I, the, the words and I'm gonna I'm gonna from memory I don't worry I don't have to worry about the money owed to Gino he will never claim for it I don't even have to pay the interest on it now that doesn't mean that that money and that debt isn't leveraged on the club the well, club yeah. is a separate legal entity to Gino Pozzo and the holding companies and in the same way as you've got like you know the Glazers have debt owed to them so if anybody wants to come and buy it there it goes but at the moment all the fans are calling for Gino's head what's there to stop Gino once the amount of debt owed to him goes past the value of the club going all right Barry. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Goodbye. Mm. No, totally. But that, that doesn't mean we can't be concerned and raise our voices, does it? I don't it? think it would happen. I think there are too many people who would actually come in and, and do things uh, around that time. But it means that every piece of information that comes out because they only release the barest minimum that comes out just makes you go, eh? And it's mm. not just one thing that's making you go, A, eh? it's going, A, eh, on top of Rafael Riva and all of the other things that have happened every, strange things that have happened every six weeks that aren't explained. Mm. And then, of course, and then, of course, the um, the comms have dried up. A lot of people have asked, well, where was the next supporters committee construct, call it what you will? And we did say at the time they were they may be doing it because it's the premiership requirement for them to do it. It's mm. odd that we haven't been able to uh, to get another one out from there. Personally, I think Richard Walker must be sitting in must be treading a delicate tightrope between the owner and 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 Scott Duxbury, who he's trying to presumably placate both. And my my genuine suspicion, and I hope I am wrong, desperately hope I'm wrong. And if either Scott Duxbury or Jim you know, Potts, I want to tell me I'm wrong. I will be glad to hear it. But I think there is a there's a fracturing at the top of the club. I think we have gone the way that, that Scott wanted to go. And I think Gino has seemingly given him enough rope to hang himself with in terms of going, no, I don't think that's worked. I don't think that's worked. You're but referring Gino, to Rob Edwards' project with that. In, in terms of the Rob Edwards project, bringing it in and he's going, no, we haven't seen it. And now we're going to go back to what I know, which is the tried and trusted, we don't, we don't, bring a manager in we bring a head coach in they're only here for two years and then we have this mouse constant revolution going on mm. and of course so many so many supporters find that an incredibly difficult 
thing to connect with. And especially those who are remote, I have to say, because if you are going to games, you still have the ability to, you know, it's like going to church on a Sunday. You still have that habitual thing. You still see your friends. You mm. still see the people in and around you. You go softens for it a bit. before yeah, softens it. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, everybody found it a joyless, soulless experience. Even yeah. when we got promoted, turning on at five to three, mm. you know, uh, even with Emma and Tommy doing their absolute best to try to, you know, kind of give us a, a little snapshot of the club, you know, in the hour before. Mm. Um, but it's there's a huge unlikable. fracturing. There's a, f- a huge void in the in the fan base as well. And at Blackpool, the song started "Get Out of My Club" and "You're Not Fit to Wear the Shirt" and and, and so forth. But there there was a real mixed bag of people that disagreed with that. I sang it. I sang "You're Not Fit to Wear the Shirt" because they're not. They're not fit to wear the shirt. But as as was already been reported, you know, there, there was fights breaking out amongst us in, in, in the stand. I've been to all over the country to see this team and I've seen us get wallops away and people are frustrated and somebody might shout something. And it, there's a bit of animosity, but never to the, never to the, to what I, I witnessed at uh, Blackpool. Half time, even I was involved in something because I was part of the podcast and I was accused of, you know, having my own agendas and, and so forth. And, you know, <laughs> Fuck off, quite that's, honestly. That's that's because of all the money we're making. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. rolling round in dosh from yeah. uh, Gino Potts. You're pocket. lending me the Tesla next week. Remember, it's my turn to drive. Uh, yes, it, mate. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, it is your turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just I don't know. Look, I I know it's it's difficult, but as a fan base, and you you briefly mentioned it, Justin. You know, what do we do? What do we do as a fan base to to get our point across? Well, and I know. I listened to the. Uh, I was in the Weatherspoons not long after I spoke to you on the uh, oh, topping up, topping up Collins uh, <laughs> TikTok uh, stardom. But you know, I heard about the hankies and and, and stuff like that. And mm. and I think as a fan base, we do need to show our dissatisfaction. It's our club first and foremost. Well, I think the, the, the fact is that you'd have to try and get something together, really, as some sort of protest, if there was an appetite for it, which I'm not sure there is an appetite for it. Obviously. Mm. We hear from a lot of people to say, oh, I've had enough now, and you you trawl the social media. But like you're saying, when you went away to Blackpool, there's some that are and some that aren't yeah. for And the only yeah. thing that you could do, really, I guess, is to, I don't know, hire a church hall or something and say, right, this is we're going to talk about a protest. If you want to come and talk to, talk to us or you want to start a protest or whatever, let's see where we go. But it's no good saying everybody meet at the director's car park at, 10 minutes before a match or whatever because one man and his dog's going to turn up it's not organised and it's not it's never going to happen so I, I, I don't know if there is a proper appetite for a proper protest at the moment what what do you think would actually force that because if we're not going to do it now well, when are we going to do it we're, we're, we're coming up to a, a, a game oh, that's God. very crucial oh, in terms of a Watford supporter fucking right and I, I, I promise you if they come down to Vicarage Road and hand us a good old kick in that will be the, the straw that breaks the camel's back for me. But uh, no, not, well, not just for me, but ju- I, I think that will be what, what turns it. Can I just say to you, though, that none of those players have got any idea what it means to play in no. that match? Not a fucking no, no, clue. No, no, no. They'll even be well up for that. They'll be all over that. Their, their manager knows all about the you know how, how to get the, the, the best out of them. So, yeah, I'm dreading it. I am dreading that game. Me too. Me too. So, I mean, so what do you think is going to push it, I, Peter? I, well... I asked on on the spaces because there, let's be honest, there has been months and months of people saying Potso out. Um, you know, obviously 
the the main figurehead is is, is Uncle Ron in terms of what, what he said. You know, we said all through preseason and, and and into you know the end of the the transfer window that the club had to prove him wrong and therefore prove that the people who were saying no, give the Pozzo some time, that they were right. And the club absolutely let them down and proved him right in every respect. <laughs> and therefore, it's looking, you know, and it's not just about the transfer dealings, it's about all the other things that go unexplained that I've already gone on to. But the one thing that I've asked, and I've asked it for a number of times, is, okay, so what are you going to do about it? Because you can you can complain about it, and we can talk about it on Twitter spaces. That's the point. Is it a discussion? That's that's the point in and of it, of itself. But what are you going to do and the reason why i suggested the the the, the white handkerchiefs or the white tissues or pieces of white paper is the fact that we are all influenced by this kind of Twitter sphere. You know, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you might not listen to Twitter, but, you know, the people who are in and around social media and people who are in and around social media will tend to, not always, but tend to have their say. You'll get an opportunity to get a response from them about what's going on, etc. But one of the one of the guys, and apologies, I can't remember who it was, somebody had said on something around saying, well, you want to ask the silent majority. And that's really good. But unfortunately, the silent majority tend to be silent that's why they're kind of hard to canvas so so the idea was could we do something that would signal that exactly the word carl used there discontentment you know we are you know this is not going the right way here we are not happy and as, and as i said at the time in spain and less so in italy it's especially in spain but yeah, the Europe, the, yeah. The, you know you, you see real madrid and they're losing three nil at home and in the 70th minute or whatever time it is the hankies come out and they start waving and it makes a visual impact Impact, exactly as we made when we were in the, as I said, about the semi-final and the FA Cup final and the, and the you know, the, the movement of something that's going on. And that's very hard to not pick up. It doesn't mean that that's the only thing you do. But the reason I wanted to do that wasn't because I thought Gino Pozzo will say, oh my God, look, they're all armed with hankies. I had better sell the club now because that's unlikely to happen. <laughs> but the point is, is those people who are not on social media can see that visually that there are people who are, well, what's that about? Mm. Well, they yeah. don't approve of what's going on oh right because you know what three quarters of them probably are going discontentment yeah i've not, I've not enjoyed what i've watched for the last two to three years mm. and they'll start waving and it might be a tissue now there were some very funny responses especially on the twitter responses i mean one person said when was the last time you had a major problem and you went i know what i'll do i'll wave a tissue in the air now yes. that was very funny and i like that very much indeed yeah but but it still sort of misses misses a little bit of the point. There's also the fact that everybody on social media kind of is either you're polarised, you're either one side of it or you're the other. And finally, everybody's basically onto one point, which is this isn't working. This isn't working as a team. It's not working for me as a supporter. I've got nothing to, to kind of hang my boots on here. And lots of people are saying, don't put money into the club. Don't go or walk out. on some. Somebody said, or walk out on 10 minutes. I thought, yeah, that's good. You're going to have people journeying for like, you know, 50 mile round trip to get up yeah. to the game and walk out after 10 minutes. Walk that's, out after 10. that's logistically not going to happen. People aren't not going to attend if they have a season ticket. They have already invested the money. Again, this might be somebody who's remote suggesting this, not thinking through all of the patterns, but 
I'm going to go because I'm a season ticket holder. I've already committed to it. I'm going. Hmm. End of. But what I want to do is signal my my disapproval with the direction that it's going. I'm not saying that it has to do or be anything. Somebody suggested on again on the you know perhaps you could write messages on on your particular handkerchief, drop it on the floor, and there you go. It's a written message to the club. They can choose to read it or not. But it could say Potso out. It could say buck your ideas up. It could say anything. Hmm. But that that was the idea. And and the thing is, it could potentially happen spontaneously and people come on board or it might just be people are going Pete why are you waving your handkerchief around don't you know coronavirus has been around you're it's been a clean spread, one Peter that's you're what they'll say spread germs yes. Yes. you know it's, yeah. it, it might not be anything but as I said it's like those phone lights that got put on you know, when we were winning at one stage against some club about three or four years ago, and they went on and kind of signalled it. And yes, it looked a bit naff and people started doing it, but sort of more people did it and more people did it. And suddenly it looks like a little kind of a mini, you know, kind of uh, one of those sort of drone displays if the organiser was completely pissed. You know, it, it, it's uncoordinated, but there's, there's more than a few people doing it. Mm. And then you see if it grows, and then you can see if there is a, a reason to, to indeed protest, or if the people who all go, go along each week and see all their friends they just go no i just support and that's it mm. or yeah. or i'm also yeah. an arsenal season ticket holder and i just don't give a shit we'll find oh, out there's loads of them loads of them yeah so this lighten things slightly um no that was the light bit <laughs> oh was it oh we're gonna go darker okay if we must if we must well it might not be lightening things but so of all the players that we see regularly or we have seen since the first game of the season which i believe was the 31st of july was it, it seems like quite a long time ago now mm. yeah yeah out of all those guys that have graced the pitches, both at home and away so far, which of those guys would you be keen to keep <laughs> or would you actually miss if they got sold? Because I was thinking about this the other day and I wrote a blog piece actually about the fact that we don't have individual songs for players anymore. If you think back to 97 to 2000, for example, you used to be players that didn't have songs. So you had your, your Ngongis and you had your Rocket yeah, Ronnies and yeah. your Jonos and your Micahs. And- well, even Jao ja- ja- Pedro's one's been taken off of uh, Igalo, hasn't it? Yeah, so it's hard, hardly, uh, hardly award-winning writing from the from the fan base. No, a bit lazy. Uh, no, yeah, but it's very, very ecological recycling and all that. That's all oh, good. well, there you go. Maybe that could be the thing. Um, but I think it's because we just don't. Either they don't resonate with us, or we we don't feel as if they're part of the team. Or so. I don't really know there's what no, it is. There's no real connection I've got with any players that no. are, you know that I've had in the past. No. Uh, you know, like we, you know, we spoke to Tommy Mooney and stuff like that. As soon as you talk to you know someone like that, you're like, yes, yeah. I get him. You know, and, and and how he played and how he conducted himself, but yeah, at the moment, that, yeah, there isn't many that I'd. Just, I mean, I'd probably be sad to say goodbye to. When when Jal Pedro looked like he was going to Newcastle, there was a bit of a shock because it was like, well, hang on a minute. This time last week we had Dennis Sart and Pedro. Mm. Dennis is gone. Sart looks like he's going to Villa, and now Pedro looks like he's going to Newcastle. Yeah, but but really. I can't think of any player on that pitch that they said, "Oh, he's he's off." You'd go, "Well, well, I'm not that, bo- I'm not that bothered." I can't think of any that I really care about. I don't care about any of those players. Is it just me, yeah. or do you feel the no, same? No, 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 no. There's, there's no real connection. I haven't got. I think it. You said it earlier. I think we're all tired of it now. Mm. Really, it's really ground us down to to the situation we currently find ourselves in, and you know that you can see the players aren't giving a hundred percent. You can see that, and I, we. We wouldn't have a massive issue if we were losing games and giving a hundred percent. We wouldn't, no, because you because at least you know that they're trying, you know. And I've brought him up once already. Capacelli, fucking hell, he can fuck off. Hmm. I'm not, I'm not interested in in, in that sort of two more years. You've know, got of him on his contract, by the way. Yeah, exactly. And you know, and it's stuff like that that's going on behind the. You know, we're giving these players 
It's some bonkers contracts. Absolutely bonkers contracts. I don't get it. So yeah, no, for me. Is there any? Is there I, any that you you would think? Oh, um, you know, I, I mean, Joe Pedro, no. I think would be maybe one. Joe Pedro, Pedro, maybe. But I mean, would you care if Saul got sold? Would no. You, would you I actually think, care? I think that's half the reason we find ourselves in this situation because the the uh, Saar should have gone. Saar was supposed to be the the money maker mm. for to feed this this season, I believe. And for whatever reason, that that, that didn't happen, and we find ourselves in it. Because let, let's let's get something straight now. There's no there's no investment in January. There's no fucking money being spent in January based on what we can see in terms of uh, you know the, the money that we're borrowing and our current financial state. Well, they might if Saar has a good World Cup. Yeah, know. which which I'm sure he will. I'm, I'm sure, sure he will. will. But, but he's yeah. made a glass when he gets back to Hertfordshire. Yeah. Or made a biscuit, as somebody said. He's just Lazarus, Biscuits mate. is even better. I like biscuits. Yeah. Uh, well, that's <laughs> never a truer word spoken, clearly. Oh, God. Anyone that Who you'd miss, Pete. Like? Anyone you'd I, miss I, if I, they got sold. I, I would actually miss Christian Cabaselli. <laughs> well, because you've got no one to shout at. Or <laughs> No, now the explosion has gone off in Florida. Not really, Ron. Only joking, mate. Um, <laughs> it is... <laughs> I nearly fell off right. my chair then. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sorry. I remember the, you know, the the lying down against Bournemouth. Oh, yeah, God, yeah, got, yeah. Then, it looked like he got shot, didn't he? Yeah, the, the, I was there for that the, game. Yeah, the, the second goal because you know I was doing what everybody else who was watching it going, what? Why has he stopped? I thought he was going to get pulled off with a hamstring. Mm. I genuinely thought he was injured, and he was like, "No, no, he's going to. He's the one that they kept on." Mm. And it was like, "What? Mm. Why on earth would you just go? Ah, oh, fuck it." You know, that was this. You know, if, if if there was one of those competitions going, caption this. Mm. I mean, God <laughs> Almighty! I think that I think the difficulty is in terms of with the players is that we have some components of a squad that if there were some supplementary additional players bought in who were not all in the injury, you know, physio room. I mean, there's, there's a mark and there's, there's a, there's a sign that the culture isn't right. That if somebody is really wanting and really willing to just walk into the, to the, to the physio room all the time. I mean, it's already been marked that, that uh, Billich is somewhat alarmed at the, you know, uh, the, 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 the length of time people are in there and and the and the willingness to oh no I'm not quite 100 percent I'll go in there mm. now I'm not asking for people to be Terry Butcher and you know who, oh who, there's a reference know, who, yeah. who had a, who had a bloodied head and shirt playing for England in the uh, in the in, in the uh, World Cups in 1990 for anybody who doesn't get the reference that's not what you're talking about here but if you've got a side that is doing well and is on its uppers and it's moving you know it's moving through uh, through the gears so to speak you watch that cue come down suddenly everybody wants to play mm. suddenly everybody wants the ball it's like the players are willing to play once it's two or three nil up yeah yeah no we'll have the ball against stoke yeah yeah absolutely we'll we'll look good we'll we'll push it about because there's no consequence which is kind of the postcode that we live in when it's nil nil and they're fighting for it and we're fighting for it they're just they're just not prepared to do it sorry i'm going full circle back to my original well, point well you're not Play, players um, who i like yeah pedro He's definitely one. I love the fact that Loser tries to get on the ball no matter where, no matter what, because there are so many other players who are shying away. I said mm. on, on, you know, they they passed on, on Saturday, they all passed responsibility rather than passing the ball. There was a bit where I think Loser gave it to Chowdhury, Chowdhury gave it to Loser, Loser gave it to Chowdhury, Chowdhury gave it to Loser again. And it was like, would would one of you want to turn and do something with it? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's about being an alpha. It's about being an you know rather than a beta, somebody who is who is kind of submissive. There's nobody at the back there who takes charge. 
I mean, God, it was it was it was Ron who was who was who was going on about John McClelland. Yeah, and you know, I mean, bless Ron. And for anybody who doesn't uh, who, who who doesn't like uh, you know Ron's uh, way of talking or his comments, I mean, if you heard him on Saturday, he was, no, he was more emotional. or less in tears yeah, he was. At, at, the, at the memory of John McClelland, and that this was um, John McClelland hasn't passed away, but the memory of him playing, and that this was literally sacrilege, you know, in comparison. Yeah, I think- because there you've got somebody who would put everything on the line. They would run through walls. They would organise. They was, you know, he was literally an alpha male on the pitch. And we don't have any at the back, and we have very few in midfield. Hamza Chowdhury will run around and he will put his foot in and he'll get something. But he's got a limitation, and that's sort of it. We haven't got anybody who will take it on to the next level at the moment. KMB has had, I think, what one good game. In, oh, the, in the in the in the season, really, at all. I don't, and, I don't and the rest has the rest has been not very much. He he came in with stats that were, as I described him, a continuity player. He gets it, he gives it, he gets it, he gives it. Well, that that's fine if if you're gonna if, who you're giving it to, he's gonna do something with it. But that's no better than what Chowdhury does, and Chowdhury runs about sixteen kilometers more every ninety minutes than KMB does. Hmm. So you know, uh, uh, I don't even yeah, think we've um, I don't even think we got the new Dan Shitu. Never mind a new John McClelland. I, I, I just... It's, I think big we Danny Shittu. Big Danny Shittu, yeah. <laughs> Sports Social, now on the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Ashley Blaker, and I'm hosting a new season of the comedy panel show, Never Write Off the Germans, in partnership with my diesel claim. Join me and my esteemed comedy guests as we discuss all that's ridiculous with the greatest show on earth this winter in a host nation with domestic football equivalent to the Isthmian League South. We'll guide you through the tournament, covering everything that's funny with the countries taking part. Whether you're a diehard fan or an occasional bandwagon jumper, just supporting your home nation until they're embarrassingly knocked out by Iran. Listen on the Sports Social Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. But remember, never write off the Germans. And I think we ought to very quickly talk about Imran Loser, actually, because as we record a couple of hours ago, there's been some news that he's been charged by the FA for spitting at another player. And he could be facing a six-game ban, which is really not never, what we need. Never rains, but it pours at this club, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's spitting. Spitting. Um, Free! But um, if he has <laughs> done that, and it looks like he's been charged... So it would imply he has done that. It's absolutely disgusting, really. We don't we don't encourage yeah, that kind of behaviour. But you know that that could be a potential of six games without him. You know what's going to be firing the midfield now? Do you know what I mean? It's 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 just a whole clusterfuck of nonsense and rubbish. That's just he just what's next? What what is going to happen next to actually kind of derail this season? Or well, you, you look know. at you look at the games coming up. You, it, oh, I don't you want to look bad, at the games coming. Well, up. Well, I know bad bad result at bad result against Norwich, which is a Stupid kickoff, by the way. Just going to say that. Fucking quarter um, to eight. Yeah, fucking stupid. Um, so bad result against them, and recent form would dictate that they they probably will come and put They're on a, a good show. Team, mate. A good team. Yeah, yeah. Millwall way. Not an easy game. No, not an easy, an easy game, game to go there. And then obviously we've got the uh, caravan campers up the road. Up after that, <laughs> which is going to be um, for me is going to be a massive game. For Watford, not not so much for Luton. For Watford, I think you know to anyone under the age of forty that's listening that's never been to one of these games, just look after yourselves. Don't wear colours. Yeah, don't, don't wear colours. Don't wear colours. Don't be stupid and don't you know just keep yourself to yourself because it's it's one of the, it's like a tinderbox that that fixture. It's mm. you know I've I've been to enough to know it's not very nice. Hi everyone, it's Nick Wright. You're listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. <laughs> 
But yeah, so um, Peter, Imran, Imran loser. I mean, that was a stupid thing to do, wasn't it? Well, I got into a bit of a Twitter spat with somebody. No. From- good use of the word yeah, spat no, no, no. there, by well, the way. No, that, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like what you did there, by the way. Yeah. Very that good. Was, that wasn't the intention. A Twitter spit. <laughs> yeah. It, it, trust me, I'd miss. Um, <laughs> where where the, the statement came out from somebody on, on uh, the Swansea Twitter uh, kind of fan syndrome came back and said, um, "What do you think of this?" Um, apparently, he spat and Swansea are asking Watford to prove losers' innocence. And I just went back and said, "How do you prove somebody's, you know, innocence of something? Mm. You have the, the onus is surely to prove guilt." And somebody else came back. I can't remember who it was and said, "No, no, no. This is the FA. It's on the basis of, uh, on the bounds of probability." I said, "Okay." My question still remains: How do you prove somebody didn't do something? Because yeah. what you've got to show their entire life that they didn't do that thing. Actually, the onus is still on that. And he said. Well, no, the owner should be on Swansea, so they must have had some form of videotape. Or I think it was Manning, their left back, who was the one who who was a who is supposedly involved with this, has made a made a complaint, and that they've said that they will, you know, there's an inquiry into it. We'll see what evidence there is or isn't about it. Mm. If he's done it, and if he, you know, if, if there's video of it, then no, I don't want that. I remember, I remember. Oh God, I'm going back to the 80s. There was Frank Reichard and Rudy Voller, and it was Holland oh, versus yeah. Germany. Germany and yeah, yeah. and and Rudy Voller for anybody who didn't know had this wonderful bouncy perm and and nobody really liked him and he had a very 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 unfortunate moustache and as well with the bouncy hair it wasn't a good look but told um, Frank Reichard spat, bit like a BBC presenter's moustache of the 80s he, very he similar, spat yeah. onto the top onto the top of his head and it landed like it was on some kind of crash mat it was awful yeah. thing to see and you just went oh god. <laughs> That's horrible, and suddenly, and suddenly, I didn't like Frank Reichard anymore. There you go. I yeah. may have given too much information there. Crash map, for example. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh well, yeah. yeah. It was cushioned. It was cushioned. It was controlled. It was a death. It, it was, was a, a controlled great, one. It, yeah. it was a great first touch. You know, um, <laughs> it was more of a lob, wasn't it? He, more of a it, lob. It was more of a flob. But it was if if he's done it, you know, I'm sorry that that's just that's just not the club that Graham Taylor. Wanted. And I'm sorry to say, Grant Taylor and his values again, but fundamentally, if you stick to those values, you're not going to go far wrong. Throw, throw the, throw the book at him. I'm not saying sack him. I'm saying, you know, yeah, if it's a six game ban and he's proved to have done it, carry it through. Yeah, absolutely. carry it through. I think maybe that the final point might be: Are we all being perhaps a little bit entitled, considering there's a lot of football clubs worse off than we are? There's certain football clubs that have never played in the Premier League, or there's Berry, for example, was you know disappeared and and all the rest of it. And when when Arsenal were going through the whole thing with the the Wenger in Wenger out, and then the, the various managers that have been in charge since haven't hit any of the highs that Wenger got to. When we were watching AFTV, we're going, "What's the matter with you guys? You've won this, you've won that, you're." Sitting quite comfortably in the Premier League, what's your problem? Are we in danger of being like that, or are we genuinely griping because we've got reason to gripe? I feel we've got reason to gripe. I feel that you know somebody accused that of me on Saturday because I, I did use the term "we've just been beaten by a League One side." Yeah, I didn't go down very a... well, did it? I've seen some no, comments no, no, on the no, YouTube no. video yeah, no, today. No, it went down like a shit sandwich. But <laughs> in in terms of in terms of what you know, I know Blackpool have been to the Premier League. You know, I'm not naive to that. But in terms of the playing ability, and, and Peter said it earlier, it's a League One setup. What 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 they've come from? I know football isn't one on paper, but on paper, with with what we have in 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 our locker, we should be doing you know we should be doing a lot better than we are. Now I know people will say Watford are, are, are punching well above their weight. 
you know, even being in the Premier League. But that, that's fine. But when your club that you love, no, no matter what what it does really, when it's acting the way that it's acting for no fault of, of, of your own by your owners, you know, and it, it's bringing, you know, a real negative look from the outside of football into the club and how we do business and conduct ourselves and, and, and so forth. I think we have got a reason to gripe. I think we have got a reason to say, no, 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 enough's enough now. Is it because um, us as fans can see the culture change, maybe? That's why maybe. we're griping. Yeah, and, and, and we're of a certain age. Well, you two, different age, but <laughs> um, we're, we're, of, we're of a certain age where Graham Taylor was the pinnacle of Watford Football Club. He He's God to this club and his values and, and what he stood for, you know, to bring Luther Blister into that and, and what, how the players used to conduct themselves. I know football's moved on. I know that. But the way the club conducts itself honestly doesn't sit right with me. It just doesn't feel like the Watford I know and love. And that's why, you know, I'm struggling for a connection. I know there's other people struggling for a connection with the club. And so we should feel pissed off with it. And we should be able to complain about it because it's not right. Are we being entitled, Peter? In part, but it's all relative. It's all relative because why do you support your football team fundamentally? I mean, when when the... uh... I can't remember what his name is now. The the Thai guy went in and bought Cardiff yes, City. Oh, Cardiff! Oh, and he and he, and yeah. he changed and he changed their badge and he changed their the colours. Changed the colours, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he changed the company. Changed the colour of the shirt for a good few years. And, and you saw the people turn. To, they've eventually got it back to be the Bluebirds again. There's still some red seats and what have you. But it fundamentally asks the question: Why do you support the club you do if they can change the colours? I mean, don't get me wrong. 1959, we changed from blue to gold. Yeah. It happens. It's, it's happened before. I think fundamentally, you you support the club you do because you feel a connection in some way, shape, or form. You feel a connection with the club. You know, you're in the ground with you know with up to you know kind of 21, 20,000 odd people who many who you don't know from Adam but you all share a common purpose a common moving in the same direction and that for me has been obliterated by many things some of them the potso some of them not the, the the pandemic drove a hole right through all of the habits of those people who went to the game it wasn't even a question as to whether they were going to go to the game they go to games this is what we do it's a Saturday we're going to the game suddenly they're now looking at it what with the whole host of things that have happened, pandemic, the, the fuel crisis or the cost of living crisis, they're having to check a whole number of things. Football has become a very expensive, you know, kind of disposable income option that some people seeing their disposable income can't justify. And if they are going to justify it, they need to feel that connection. That connection has been eroded over the last four to five years. Uh, because there were a lot of people who, you know, didn't go to the FA Cup final. Well, they probably went to the FA Cup final, but hadn't been going to the games because they, they felt a disconnection with the transitory nature of managers that they couldn't associate with. They felt, uh, you know, the same thing with with, with players coming in. Uh, a lot of people would turn around and say, it was, you know, there, there's hardly any British players or there's none, there's nobody we can sing. He's one of our own. So these are all elements which make you kind of be, is it entitlement or is it, is it your as a customer? And I use that word deliberately because if you're treated like a customer rather than a supporter, do you know what your behavior will look like? It'll look like a customer where you have the option to take it or you have the option to choose not to. And with everything that's gone on before, those habits have, as I say, been kind of broken. They're not subroutines that everybody just runs into and that's what I do. I always go away. People are suddenly questioning the viability of carrying on and doing it. So are we entitled? Yeah, probably. But have we been let down by the ownership in the last couple of years? Absolutely, fucking we have. Mm. Because the, the players were let down three years ago. 
and the the project, as I mentioned earlier on before, what is it we're trying to do? Where is it we're trying to go with this? What do we become other than a cash cow for bringing in players from wherever? And I've got no problems with a player being from, from Brazil or, to quote Pete Fincham, the Ecuadorian second division, which we had, you know, kind of unlimited access to at one point. It was a great line. You'd have to go back and find that on the, the, the Burnley spaces last year. <laughs> I don't care where they come from. That's fine. But I would like to see an academy that is supported and an opportunity to sing they're one of our own because you know what that does? That creates that connection. That creates that connection. It makes us a club rather than just a team. So are we entitled? Yeah, possibly. What I did last Sunday, as I've done for now four Sundays this season, I went and saw the women's team playing over at at Grosvenor Vale, Willstone, at, yeah. at Willstone's ground. You're not seeing players who are paid a fortune here. You're not play- seeing players who are playing for the glamour of it. They're playing for the love of the game. They're playing because they're trying to connect and they're playing extremely well. Comfortably, the best four displays I've seen in a Watford shirt, and I've only got to four games of theirs so far this season, but I will be going to more, has come from the women's team. And I appreciate some people will go, oh, it's women's team. It's very different from the championship. Of course it fucking is. It, they're, they're not championship players. They're playing against comparable players. And it's been very good. It's been really good. The atmosphere has been fantastic. It doesn't cost much at all. And I would encourage everybody to go and do it. As we record this at the moment, they are playing away at, uh, the, the women are playing away at, Crawley Wasps, which I grant you is a an odd name for a football team, but hey, there you go, yes. Hornets versus the Wasps. Yeah, and we are one nil up on them at the moment. First goal for oh for Palace. She 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 plays in midfield, and she's been she was excellent on Sunday. We've got we've got a squad and a half here because Helen Ward, who is currently playing in Switzerland versus Wales uh, for, for Wales, which I'm also watching um, to see whether or not they can get through to the World Cup or not, is out off on international duty. So they've had to use a width of the squad and the the manager whose name escapes me. I apologise, but it's not just a manager there's a whole team there you see some collective will and, and desire to want to play and some very very good football it's only a quid as well isn't it Peter is it a quid if, with if, a season ticket if, if you're a season ticket holder and you've got it on your phone you just go down to the, the little booth at the by the, the turnstile you show them that pay your pounds and you're in for anybody who's you know families who don't think they get to, to go out or you know kind of take their, their, their kids anywhere that is really that would be really that's a great place to go you've got food you can go into the bar because it's a non-league club so you've you've got all of that stuff there it's it's a really good uh, afternoon and uh, it's very good well it's got to be some decent um, football played by Watford players at some point this season you would hope that'd be a protest 20,000 Watford supporters turn up at uh, Willstone instead of the men's team yeah. Well, this, this is this is this is the other couple of Twitter spats that I got into because if I get to, if I get to the video in time, I didn't manage to get Gemma Davison's first goal on Sunday because they scored it after one minute. You know, Gemma, if you're listening to this, could you just hold off for a couple of minutes? I'm not as fast while as I, settled, I need. While he settles get... down with his pie, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I couldn't quite get there. It's like, oh God's sake! So they, you know, they won five. He was recording. He was recording it with the pie, not the phone. Yes. Oh, I was. There, there's priorities in life. That's all I'm saying. And somebody said, well, make that a protest. Go and see there. And I, I turned around and said, well, yeah, but you know what? Actually, in fairness, these girls deserve support. Deserve more. Yeah, other, 100%. other than just being a protest. I'm not saying it wouldn't be yeah. a great way to do it, but look at FC United of Manchester. That was a protest club that kind of went off and started. So we could do, you could do a lot worse to turn around and say, I'm not going to put money into the club, but you know what I could do? I could go and support the women's Watford team. And when I do go and buy some food or some 
drink at the bar because there's a very nice bar and yeah, proper glasses and all of that sort of stuff. I'm putting the money into Wheelstone Football Club, who are a local community site. You need it, yeah. Mm. All good, nothing bad. And of course, there's also the under 21s and the under 18s, which we would like to have a good look into a little bit more because there are lots of people who just come out and say, we have no academy. Well, that's that's patently not true. We do. I can't tell you what the quality of it's like because I, you know, I've got no idea. We'd have to take a look at it. But you know, we would hope that that is going to be in some way, shape, or form supported because at the moment it's being given lip service by the ownership. Mm. So, is there any other points that you think we should be discussing before we um, let the listener go? I think everybody's <laughs> depressed enough, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're thoroughly down now. Yeah. Our work here is done. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's important just to kick it around the three of us because the trouble is with the spaces, um, there's a lot of people that want to talk and invariably it's about the match that they've just seen and emotions are high and all the rest of it. But uh, as a snapshot at the moment, I think, from what I can see on social media and from what I'm hearing from other fans is that, that they are fed up at the moment. They are, you know, and it's been, I don't remember this really. I don't remember ever, obviously social media amplifies it, yeah, because there was no sam- yeah, social media around in the 90s or whatever. So if there was discontent, it might be two people talking in a, in a pub or several people talking talking to the pub or whatever. So it's very easy and very quick to spread discontent these days and you don't know how much of it's real or not. But from what I read and from what I hear, even on other podcasts, people are getting fed up with it now. And and I think that, you know, a, a word from the top would go a long way. Uh, he doesn't have oh, to. Yeah. It's his club, he doesn't have to. But a word from the top or there are rumblings about the supporters' trust coming a force again. Maybe they will be able to kind of force a meeting of some sort. Or do they sit on the board at all, the, the, the supporters? Supporters trust. They don't sit on the board, but they have some form of mandated kind of meeting. Um, if you go to the website, I think the last one was back in 2016. And and, and having regularly having, having had it well, no, this is this is the point. There's been a, a recent change of chairman, and I th- and I know that he's looking to try to organise things to work out what does a Watford supporters trust mean in 2022? Because when it started in what 2004 with the ITV digital collapse and the potential bankruptcy of the club, it could have meant doing something like a, an AFC Wimbledon, i.e. a Phoenix sort of club. You know, somebody you know, kind of well, we've got to start again because the club's gone pop. And I think they, they need to work out what that is. What that is now. I'm sure there will be more more things coming out about that uh, because they need to get the the communications in order. Uh, because obviously they've been there for twenty odd years and not really been needed for some of it. But over the last three years, I think it's it's become increasingly obvious. And as we can all see now, it, it's very much something that's required is to have some form of accountability for people at the club towards the supporters, rather than just going they're the people who come in and account for fifteen percent of the revenue. You know, well, I think I think because- yeah, they have to. They have to get involved, and it has to be led by someone like them. It, it, it can't be led by the eighteen eighty one. It can't be led by a podcast. It, it, it has to be led by the supporters' trust. I think if there is any calling on the board of any description, because they are the vehicle for doing it. I think, and like you say, they, they were brought in as a backup for anything nasty happening. But now they they should be perhaps approaching the board and going as supporters. I'm not very happy. What can we do about this? Mm. Over to you, chaps. Well, I mean, and pe- people were calling out on well on the spaces and on social media one one person called them out and the next caller said i don't think that's fair so that's fine in terms of it, it, it being balanced for saying well the 1881 need to do it well, why why did the 1881 have to do it because they've been organized to try to create atmosphere on game day in, in and around yeah. the ground that's, we, we, it, it's women in watford might as well do it then well yeah or you know i mean it, there's it, no there's no difference it's got to be everybody and it's got to be something that kind of represents everyone and the watford supporters trust i think sits in a place where it's got that mandated line of communication shall we say it's 
got there's a level of of authority and authenticity about it and also there should be some level of you know if you're a member of the of the trust there is a level of democracy about it remember the shitstorm that happened when the club invited certain people i mean they invited one of us here two of us went but you know what um, <laughs> you know i'm not saying i'm not saying buffet but it's <laughs> it, it, that there is a level of authority for them to represent the club in a neutral uh, represent the supporters as the supporters trust it's kind of what's needed we need to we need to hear what's going on hello helen ward's just been brought on in literally with about two minutes of extra time left to play at one all for wales uh playing away at switzerland they need to win this in order to i think get through to the world cup in australia and new zealand but uh they're they're not they're not trusting her, her legs i think they suspect that she may have been eating too many chocolate brownies having not given them here listen just she acknowledged that well in, a, in a tweet she did she did that's yeah. been acknowledged so yeah we'll we'll have to remind her of that yeah but but as the well-known phrase goes, acknowledging isn't baking. Just saying. Is that the well-known? Oh, phrase? that well-known, <laughs> that well-known phrase. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You it's, got anything? It's well-known in my house. Well, it is. <laughs> Okay. I think the important thing was is that with, with the with the Twitter spaces, I'm taking back to the Crystal Palace away game last last year where we got relegated. Oh, yeah. Roy Hodgson fucked everybody right off by by deciding he could only wave to people in red and blue. And yet on the spaces, we had a laugh about it last Saturday. There were very very few no, laughs laughing. about it. Mm. It was yeah. it was oh, in, enough already. This this is a real fracturing between the support and the club. Today, Andrew French issued an article in the <clears throat> in the Watford Observer. Now, bearing in mind Andrew French has got in close to the club and he improved lines of communications, but he's still taken the onus to be a critical friend. He's got to say it. And what he turned oh shit, Switzerland have just scored. Oh, never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what, what he turned around and described, he said, you know, unlike any other thing that's gone before, this this is this is dealing with with the fans here, and he described the fans as the baton in a relay race. Yes, and he said, if you drop the baton in a relay race, one, you're not going to win. If you break the baton, there's no point even taking part, mm. and that's where the club is with the with the fans at the moment. A lot of people have said, give the Potsos time, you know, in the Potsos we trust. Remember that? Remember yeah, that? Yeah, when that I was a phrase? That. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the old Gino flag coming out. Um, every time, you know, I don't know, Daily Mail and Martin Samuel said something stupid, out would come the Gino flag. <laughs> yes. That hasn't happened anymore. People aren't laughing. It feels like something that is that is genuinely broken. And every supporter, when we come back to the entitlement question, every supporter, in a way, has some responsibility to, to say, if this is broken and I'm worried about it, should I not call it out? Does that make you entitled or does that make you responsible for saying something about it? There's been lots of debate online because that's where everybody who wants to come and talk about it on Twitter spaces here or Twitter spaces elsewhere or on on Twitter or on Facebook or wherever you wherever you go because that's where that's where the dialogue can be seen and is recorded but you can bet your bottom dollar there's been talk in the pubs the silent majority etc about kind of I don't understand what's going on I can't understand with Rob Edwards why why we're playing the most left-sided player possible mm. on the wide right Mm. Um, well, with the possible exception of him swapping Kamara for KMB, perhaps, there will have been people who would have looked at that and gone, something's not right. There is trouble at Mill. But that, trouble at Mill. that's not enough to storm the director's box, is it? If you, it this, is, this is what I'm saying. If, you, if you're one of these people that are not sort of following 
goings on on social media and everything else. And and your only concern is we haven't got a right back and why is Hassan Kamara playing there? That isn't necessarily going to trigger you to go, I think we need to speak to Gino Pozzo. That, uh, that's why I'm wondering whether social media is just amplifying this and or whether that, there genuinely why, is a need to, to that, protest. I get it. And that's why I suggested the handkerchief because it would take a straw poll in about 10 seconds. But that's only if you everybody know. knows. Oh, I know. Yeah, I get that. But what happens when somebody doesn't know and somebody's sitting there waving a flag. What does somebody do? Well, what the fuck quite, are you doing? Well, quite, but, yeah, no, the question, but, but then now you have to say, right, so when are we going to, which minute are we going to do this on? You know, I mean, you can't just go, well, I can see Pete, I can see you in a, in a family stand doing it, Pete. I'll get mine out now. And there's me and you doing it. Do you know what I mean? It has to be something that's I'll organized. join in, guys. I wouldn't leave. I wouldn't All right, leave so now we've got lagging. one in three stands. And it, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think no, that's no, no. I'm not suggesting that it has to be done this way. It was just the, the point was what can be done. And to be frank, I got fed up of asking other people. No, what I know. Can be done. I know because no, everyone and, was and, saying. And, and pe- people came back and said, what we should do is we should organize a banner the size of the rookery end. Okay, right. Brilliant. How are you going to sneak that in? How, do you know how much one of those yeah, costs? About 25 grand. Yeah, because that's exactly. what... That's what so where's, that gonna, where's that going to come from? Are you going to do that for the next game or are you going to have that ready for November when, I don't know, results may have picked up by then? I just... What, all I wanted to do was the, the, to say, what about this and see what people will do? Twitter is, though, a committee. And and as they say, a camel is a horse designed by committee, you know, yeah. because every, every everybody comes back and go, no, I think what you should do is this idea. Okay, how are you going to do that? Oh, no, no, I just come up with ideas. Mm. Well, it's I agree. Got to be something small enough to send a signal, and that's all it is. I agree. Unless at some point there is some kind of hall hired somewhere, and you let everybody know on this day we're going to get together and we're going to have a chat. But uh, even then, you know, actions speak much lo- louder than words. So, but, but the question then comes: How do you let everybody know where the hall is? Well, how do you know when to go to the hall, and where do you get a hall that can hold approximately thirteen thousand season ticket holders? So, what we you know, what you're there, saying we need then is to, is to be four nil always... down to that lot across, up the road for us to go no, and storm the director's no. box like the Grimsby no. game. If it happens, it happens. If somebody go, goes for that, that's fine. I've always wondered when you storm the director's box, what you do once you've got there. <laughs> you know, you go, you go. <laughs> Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Some fine yeah. wines I can see. You find the buffet. You, you find yeah, the buffet. Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like an enormous and, and very one-sided game of capture the flag. Yeah. You know, it's kind of what we've exactly. Got here. And now, what are we going to do? Hmm. Um, but something so, triggered that against that game against Grimsby all those years ago. You know. The, the, yes, an absolutely shocking performance. And what happened was one person went over the wall first. And somebody saw him, and then two other people went over. Right, the wall. okay. And then three or four people went over. It's about who goes first, right? Because everybody, people were sitting there saying, and, and the person who put the great line. And I'm sorry, I apologise. I can't remember your name. I called him out on Spaces because I thought it was really funny when he said about you know when was the last time you had a, a an you know a problem that you solved by waving a tissue in the air. I still think that's funny now. Somebody else said no, it has to be an angry protest. Really? Why does it have to be an angry protest? He probably got as long as it isn't a dirty big, protest. I'm big, fine. Big, <laughs> <laughs> well, he wants it to be an angry protest because he's angry. My point is solely this. Nobody has taken the temperature of the people who aren't online. But how if do you do that? If you're going to do something, you have to do something that is not online. 
Right. If somebody, I know, I know it sounds daft. You know, it might be, might be me sitting there waving a handkerchief on ten minutes on Saturday on my own, and everybody going, "What? What's he doing?" Yeah. But if the following week there's five people doing it, mm. then by the time we're in League One, there'll be about twenty people. No, you know, well, it's, but, it's, but that's the other thing. You see, the thing is that after the that the second of Edwards, there was a yeah. big swell of anti-Pozzo feeling, and then what happens? We go away and win four 0 against Stoke, and it dissipates. It only comes back again when you lose to Swansea and then lose to Blackpool. So so if the results start picking up, people just go, oh, I can't be bothered with me, Hanky, now look, we're winning. That That is the nature ah, of it. Ah, but that's also a different, that's a different thing. And I, I called it out to, about what John Parslow said um, when we were doing the preview show for, a, for, for the Blackpool game, which is what he said was, I, I had to change my relationship with the club. And I think, I think John's already kind of backed away from this comment now, but I, I think he's right, is if ownership are deciding, no, we're not high enough up in the table, I'm going to sack the manager and they keep, sacking the manager and we've had 17 of them in 10 years and we're not there why would we be judging the ownership in any other way other than based upon result because that seems to be the only barometer that they're prepared to take and the reason reason they're doing that is because effectively to be quite frank they have spunked away the money right royally okay we had exactly the same the, the year that we went back and looked at those finances okay our turnover dropped from about 120 million down to 57 million right mm-hmm. norwich's was like for like they went from 119 down to 57 okay we managed to make a loss before player sales of 77 million pounds that year norwich 22 million pounds that is a difference in operating costs of 55 million pounds mm. that is what i mean by they've spunked the money away mm. right mm. There is, there is fun. That is, that is in one place. We then sold fifty-five million pounds worth of, of sales to bring it down to twenty-two million or fifty, fifty-five, whatever it was. Sales. They sold uh, a number and made a twenty-two million pound profit. Yeah, that is the difference between good club husbandry. And don't forget, this is this is being run, and this this sits at Scott's door, right? This absolutely sits at Scott's door because he's the one who said, "I run this club day to day. I run the operating of this club." Mm. Okay, this is not a question of debate. This is fact, right? You can go back and have a look at both of those. And this goes back to the season when we last went up. Mm. So all, all accounts worked basically in, in kind of in two years, kind of retrospectively. That money has gone out. We then saw, oh, well, now what we're going to do is when we get relegated, we're going to halve the players' contracts because, you know, yep. uh, it's going to be, then this is what we'll yep. do. Yep. And then we, we came down and then it was, oh, well, this player hasn't got that and this player hasn't got that and that player hasn't got that. Okay, so Sissoko, who we bought for what three million, just bug us off. Fine, mm. fair enough. Got him off the wage bill, makes sense. Josh King, we bought him in. He just disappears off the wage. It's there's smoke and mirrors all the time. There is that, that but there's also there's also we bought Dennis for three million and sold him for twenty seven or whatever it was. There has been money coming in this season, by the way. There has been money coming in. We've sold Cucho and Andes. We've sold you know players. We have got some money in. We have, but we've also spent money out on a Koye who has not got anywhere close to the team, and we signed one player from uh, what was he five million? Wasn't he what, five well, million? Yeah. If 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 you track back the deal for your your friend Bio, who and it, this isn't a reflection on him. Hey, hang on a second. No, 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 no. no he's, he's he's got three goals. In fairness, yeah, too. No, even I'm he's, he's, liking him he's, a bit now. Yeah. He's created himself <laughs> this kind of super sub sort of thing. Fair yeah. play to him. Yeah. Got no problem with him, but he was on loan at Charleroi. He scored 12 goals in 21 games. They signed him for 1.3 million. The next day, we buy him for over 5 million. Mm. The next day. Mm. 
and Mogi Bayat's brother is their managing director. Mm, funny that. Now, now, I, and I appreciate that some players have, have, have made some money and some players that, and we've brought in certain players on loan um, that aren't costing us a fee. And in, in a way, that's, that is good husbandry this year. But what I'm talking about is what they've spent that has put us in, in such a state that we have sold all of those players. And yet, since we've been in the Premiership for six years, we have now got the ground in hot. We've now basically just gone and said, okay, you can have Hassan Kamara next year. We want £16 million, give us it now. Mm. And yet we now take another uh, financial instrument from Macquarie Bank for £4.5 There are a lot of questions around that. Now, when Scott came back and spoke to Andrew uh, Andrew French and said, I'm not worried about the money that is owed to Gino. He's never going to ask for that back. That's fine. But Gino has just changed course on what Scott thought was happening beforehand. Scott thought we were going to, you know, Scott was the one who said hell or high water, not Gino. We've held Scott up. You know, we put his feet to the flames because he's the one who said it. Yeah. But he's not the one who's changed that. That's been Gino. Gino has basically made that call. Gino was the one who came out in an unprecedented move to actually have his words about him going because we didn't see an identity or a pattern of play. And and those are all fair comments. If we hadn't had the previous statement, we might have gone, fair enough, it's business as usual. But what what we're bemoaning here is the, the death of an ideal. The death of hope that, that we might be moving in a certain direction, and if if Gino can go against Scott's word there, who's to say that Gino can't move against Scott's word previously with regards to the seventy-one million as of eighteen months or so ago on the finances that the club as an entity owes Gino? That's the worry. That's the concern. And it doesn't matter whether or not we sign somebody well, for three million. You finally fucking depressed and, me now, Peter. <laughs> and sign him for 23 million. It's a fucking issue. It's a big issue. But the moment Scott came out and said that, I was like, well, okay, that's all right. Providing, you know, it's like turning around and saying, right, well, you, you, uh, give, give me a hundred quid. You owe me a hundred pounds. And I just go, he's never going to ask for me back. I only owe, I only owe him a tenner now. Mm. You know, mm. uh, of course it's owed. Of mm. course it's owed. Yeah. Is the logical time to go when when somebody comes in and buy the club in an ideal world? Yes, but when has Watford last been an ideal world? Bloody the hell is all I'm going to say. <laughs> but on that bombshell, <laughs> and on that bombshell, listen, enjoy the game, everyone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see you all at uh, see you all at the Norwich game on Saturday. Yeah, as as we speak, as we speak. Although this will probably you know when when anybody gets here, it'll be game gone. But thirty five minutes down and uh, and one nil to to the uh, to the Golden Girls as they are. Oh. They are present in third place, two points behind the leading team, but with the game in hand tonight. So I don't know if anybody else is playing, but they could go top tonight if, well, if they if they keep it there. Good. Should be very good. Watford top of something. Let's let's uh, end this on a high shall we Watford being good at something and being top of something has to be the end point of the podcast I think thank you very much for listening make sure you um, check out the YouTube actually and TikTok there's some great videos going on there for if we do say it ourselves that your mate Colin <laughs> drinking those pints was, was very good TikTok. TikTok famous. It's gone a bit Did viral. There's about 20,000 views last Yeah, time. <laughs> yeah, it was 20,000 when I last looked. Um, wow. Which he's he's over the moon about because somebody where he works at Ben, sure you're on TikTok. He was like, huh? What? Oh really? And then he and then he phoned me. And he said, I'm on TikTok. <laughs> Have you put me on TikTok? Well, technically, 
it wasn't me. No, no, it wasn't. It was me. But uh, <laughs> but there could be a series there. There could be a series there, of how many pints be. can we get? I mean, obviously you had a long day at Blackpool. You well, I yeah, we'd had a long day. I I was desperate to yeah to get another one down him because I think it's nine. You can just see he's gone. Yeah, he looked just, pissed. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> nine, like nine. He was yeah yeah yeah. It was done. But yeah, no. It was a, you know what? Talking about finishing on a high, the actual day out at Blackpool, despite it being Blackpool. Was actually very funny and very good. It yeah. was. It was a good day out. There are other TikTok videos of that day that you may enjoy as well. So do there check are. out our TikTok. Um, I was. I was severely tempted to uh, to take the audio from Taylor goes into the grass and apply it. Apply it to the Cabaselli not defending the second goal. Yeah, <laughs> if, if you've seen it, go 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 and look for it. Cabaselli would have not managed to jump into the skip. Go no, on. it's if, very great. If, so, oh, uh, can I tell you a quick story about that, which yeah, nobody on. knows about. It's very, it's very funny. So um, Taylor jumps in the skip, right? Which is fine. We get into the ground. We go to get a beer. He goes, starts searching his coat. He's like, oh, no. I can't find my bank card. Oh no! Uh, oh, oh, and I can't find my driving license. And Taylor looks about ten. He does. So he couldn't find. And yeah, and he, so he he got a steward to take him back out to the skip because I said, "Where's well, the only place you've?" I said, "It must be in there." Went back to the skip, couldn't find it. So I'm sitting in the pub at the end of the game, starting to edit it. And I, I slow down where he goes in and I'm like, Taylor, it's in the skip. I said, look, there it is. I can see it. It's like poking out the, the back. And he said to me, oh, I only searched the front bit. I didn't go right oh to the back. God. So he marches up to the ground, <laughs> sticks his hand into the grass, boom, gets his bank card and his driving license. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Ah, oh, that's brilliant. The odds of that were, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's also very lucky well, there wasn't like broken glass and bricks or whatever under that, gl- that grass. Uh, he, he does all take bit... safety precautions were taken Are you sure? before oh. he was... Right, this is jackass, is it? It's like jackass. It's done by professionals. Don't try this, this at home. Professionals, please don't try this at home. Okay, yeah. that's yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. As long as we're going to put that caveat in, I feel safe. <laughs> But yeah, those videos are on our TikTok, so uh, give that a little uh, a view. Obviously, um, we're getting some very nice numbers on the podcast now, so bless you for that. Thank you very much. We're on Audible you, now yeah. as well. Audible and Amazon Music, we were added to last night, so you can get us anywhere now. It's, we're we're you know, like, a, like a rash. We're all over the place, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> for want That's of a better description describe us yeah, yeah exactly exactly but yeah let, let's let's leave it there because we've been um, going for long enough thank you very much for listening and we'll see you all at the Norwich game oh oh the oh. women have just gone 2-0 up oh, there you go there you go on an even Boom. better high there you go fantastic there you go I promise to be happier next time I'm very very sorry <laughs> he's, he's now going to look for his hanky in the drawer yeah oh, oh uh, goodbye <laughs> no no that, that one's crusty Oh, good Lord. Let's finish now. We must finish now. Thank you for listening. See you later on. You on. You on. Sports Social Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.